Breaking through with Olam. Tank fly, boss walk, jam, nitty gritty. You're listening to the boy from the big bad city. This is jam hot. This is jam hot. Hi, welcome along to this podcast where I'll be interviewing Graham Farmer. Graham is the founder of website Data Transmission and co-founder of Data Transmission Radio and also label Shanghai. For those who are not aware, DT is an online dance music platform and since 2017, a full online radio station with over 125 exclusive shows from labels, artists and events. Data Transmission showcases electronic music via their SoundCloud and YouTube channels. So, Graham, thanks for doing this. Could you perhaps tell me a little bit about your backstory leading up to the formation of Data Transmission? Uh, yeah, so uh, I started, I started work for Temmels Nightclub, uh, which was a nightclub in London. I worked there for five years, for the last five years of the club. Um, I basically got a job there because I went up to the owner on, in the middle of a nightclub and said, your website's shit. <laughs> and um, he said, build me another one that's better then. And that's how I got a job there. Wow. So just basically just getting out there and just putting it. Yeah, just I literally that blunt. And it, and it so happened that it was a bit of coincidence that his person, the person who was doing all these websites at the time was going back to New Zealand for a time because he would uh, just, well, I guess now he was being in it too much and people would see it as mental health issues now, but he'd just, he'd just, he'd just been at the club too long, basically. Right. Um, because when you were there, we kind of, everything went on because we had controlled everything. Like we had our own, we know we did all, right, all the parties and we controlled the club so we can do what we like in there. Um, cool. Which was obviously, which is good, but at the same time, it's the problems can arise from so that. So, did you get free reign to pretty much do what you thought? Was yeah, right whatever or? I wanted to do with the website. Yeah, I just I sent some designs over, and they and they and we went from there basically. But they didn't at that time. They didn't really. They their website was terrible, and and um, I just I just I had a few years of experience of that um, because I'd built a few other websites, and then. And that's what I was doing at that point. And also, then I, I was heavy into like building mailers and e-marketing e and things like that. So I kind of built all that from up from scratch and um, really helped them shape that and into what it was, what it got to basically. Nice. And so then, and then, basically, the club. Danny said to me the club was closing um, because he was doing. We 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 basically did Southwest Four Festival in. Uh, we put it on in eight weeks. Like he came, we came into work on it in the middle of July, and he said we're doing a festival at the end, end of August. And, and and he turned it around in eight weeks. Yeah, ten thousand people. We just and we first of all it was like right, how do we do that? That was the first question. How do we do that? Well, it's one of the points that I want to ask you about. Thinking back to those early days, what were the you know if the key hurdles he had to overcome? Uh, for, for, for the first festival, it was like how do we get ten? Because we were used to putting fifteen hundred people in the club every like so three thousand every weekend. And then we had to go up to 20, that it was 10,000 a day for two days. And we were doing the Sunday and we weren't doing dance music. We were doing like, we basically, but the happy, we, re, we reformed the Happy Mondays. And so we had, we had basically Sean had none of the music, none of the tracks, none of the backing tracks, none of nothing. We had to rebuild every track for the Happy Mondays. Uh, we had to teach Sean all the words again. <laughs> um, we, so he basically was in this with Dave in the studio and you'd come in to work on, like on, on a Wednesday and he had, he'd not been away. He'd been basically Sean and he'd go, oh, Sean's giving me some paste and I've not been asleep for 48 hours. And <laughs> Sean would be in the corner just like hugging himself and, and 
they'd basically been making these rebuilt all these tracks and then we had to we had to we had to find bez we had to find him yeah just find him all right that was literally find him we had to we then got the drum we basically brought the drummer back in so the drummer was back in gary the drummer uh, we had to have someone that was with sean that made sure that sean arrived whenever he was supposed to be here so it was yeah, it was weird it was just it was yeah all those people around the around the club for for, for eight six, i'm getting six. a bit of a feeling that, it, that this was a bit of a babysitting job it was it was chaos it was, there was three there was three of us and we put this festival on in 10 weeks four of us and we, two of the guys had already booked in holiday and they already booked holiday to go to ibiza so we lost two of the guys the designer and the press guy for a whole week mid mid campaign so i was having to do design where press everything with just me and Danny Danny sitting there smoking about a million fags a day in this tiny little cubicle space trying to put this festival on I, that's just blown me away it's just an amazing story and then and then so then and then, we, and then that works and like we even like we were up against the Saturday as well trying to get people from the Saturday so they would go out flyering down at Lovebox and we went out with that we, we went out with a, a team with balloons like just line up on on balloons and we were going out giving kids all the balloons because the kids would take it because it's a balloon but then it would be advertising to the parent that there's a festival that that, that they would see the lineup and they the kids these kids are walking around this festival like love box with all these happy mondays balloons with the whole lineup on the back um and nice. we literally had a we literally rocked up with a van and a, and a gas thing and we're going Shh, and doing all these balloons and handing them out that that's that's nuts. What I want to now understand is that was early days, right? That was two thousand, yeah, two thousand and seven, two thousand and seven, yeah. How much of that do you now use still? Because just it just seemed that you hit it on the head straight away. Uh, we because obviously I stopped working for them because so they then when the club closed they went on and carried on doing Southwest Four and Southwest Four and then we worked with Southwest Four but and they 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 you know all those sort of tricks they now do and like. Having if we'd have had social media, then it would probably would have been much easier because we'd have been filming it and we've been yeah. you know viral videos and uh, we would have had Sean doing viral. We didn't have any of that then. It was there was no social media then. There was don't stay in and that was it. And there was RA and that was it basically. And then the club closed and we kind of right. Danny went, what do you want to do now? And we'd already been doing data transmission as a as a basically we had it as a magazine that that had so we'd run it as a three month magazine that had three months worth of flyers and interviews in there as a like book that we'd give out instead of flyers because we were trying to find different ways to promote the club because we had because we were doing all of the events yeah we it made sense to do a, it was actually more cost effective to do a book than it was to print eight ten flyers for a whole mm. week for a whole that whole period you know. Um, print costs were less and whatever. Okay. Uh, so then, when that, and that was called data transmission. And then when that, when that, when the club closed, it was like, right, I can take that online and I can do that now online. And obviously, I knew how to build websites. So then we built the website, designed the brand, just did a. The other time there was don't stay in there. Were, there don't stay in was just like a social network. It was it was a dance music social network, right? And it failed because because Facebook came along, mm. and everyone that was sharing pictures on Don't Stay In and sharing com and commenting, and so they, well, that's what you were doing on Don't Stay In, sharing pictures and commenting. Right. So Facebook came along and took that took that market from them. There's a couple of key points that you've just brought up in the last couple of minutes that hopefully we're going to bring out again because there's some really useful tips for anybody uh, that pursuing. Uh, 
whatever they're doing in DJing actually, you're just little subtle things that you've mentioned that I want to bring out again. But I just want to go off tangent a little bit because we're at the middle of uh, the DJ Grove Conference in Birmingham. One of the things that we've covered earlier is about mental health, but more importantly, I just want to explore the wider issue of personal well-being and balance to everything you're doing. So one of the questions I'd like to ask you is how do you balance your work life and your personal life to, to get the maximum from both? Uh, so I work about 90 hours a week. Right. I, but I don't see it as work. So it's not work. I, I get up and I listen to music and I make some videos and I write some news, write some stuff about dance music. So, I, so it's not really work. It's, it's me sitting in front of my computer doing stuff I love. So that's not work. I then, I, I have my, my daughter comes to me for, uh, I have an agreement with my ex-wife where, where I have 50%, 50, we have 50-50 access basically. So she comes to me for 50% of the month. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, so whenever she's with me, everything stops. Mm phone gets put downstairs in a drawer uh, unless I obviously need it for something to do with her but yeah work obviously switches off when the weekends it's her time the most of those weekends there's no even not even any alcohol because it's just it's just she has that time she has my hundred percent time so it's important to be present yeah is that what you're saying yeah so right. I, she she has and I try to I try to enrich her life as much as humanly possible You can follow Olam on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and listen on SoundCloud, Mixcloud, and iTunes. So, Graham, what do you like to do for fun outside of managing data transmission in Shanghai? Uh, do you know, so I like running now. I started it, I started it last July. We, we ran for, we ran for, we ran for tinnitus. Tennis Association. One of the guys who said, "Can we start? Can we run for tennis in November?" And we were going to raise some money for them. Can we use data transmission to, to brand it and push it? And I said, I obviously said yes straight away. But I want to be part of it. At the time, I couldn't even run a minute. And then basically taught myself to run. So I like doing that now. So I my day kind of get up five, work three hours. I really block in time for the day. Like I, I, mm -hmm. I, 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 I like blocking time out. So because I, I think you work in certain headspaces. So I, when I'm editing, I just come come down, edit for three hours, um, and and also what I do before I go to bed, I even write write down on pen and paper, and I don't have to switch on certain things. I don't have to go in my phone until mid morning uh -huh. because I use pen and paper, and I have a time block that I turn the time cube, and that's how much time I've got. Like real old school, and I, so when I come down in the morning, it's already written down on a piece of paper. Graham, you're going to do this the first thing in the morning, and then so, so then I don't have to go into oh, what am I doing? What am I doing? Right. So you're switching off from the tech and yeah. just yeah, and then and then then I go for a run, and that kind of then clears my head for the day. I was going to ask you about that run because you, you sort of brushed over slightly that you picked up running. Yeah. You didn't pick up running. You run a marathon. Yeah, I run a half. Yeah, I run a half marathon, uh, which was really slow, but it just it it it. I really like those challenges of now running, running like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not planning for a race at the moment, I mean, and it's, it's my, my, it's not dipped. It's just the amount of doing it dipped. Uh, but so then I'm going to start again. I found one the other day, and I was like, right, I'm going to do that again. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, I went to, I, I spoke at Tour Room the other week, and Pete who wrote, Griffiths, who works for Tour Room, said he was like, 
one of the things I took from it was when you got when you're working as your hobby, that you you need to find other hobbies to relax from that hobby. Okay. Right. So then I started. Um, I started going to watch. I started watching the football game because I really, I, really, I love United and I, I've always loved United, and I've watched United for thirty years. And which United? I'm not a football fan. So. Manchester. Oh, okay. The only United. Oh, sorry. <laughs> as far as as far as anything is concerned. Yeah, I was just thinking you're from Milton Keynes. I was like, my parents are all from Manchester. My my, my uncle took me to a football game in in '87, and uh, so then last last two weeks ago I took my daughter to her first game. And we went to watch the United have got basically started their own women's team this year. So we, uh, as part of trying to enrich her life and trying to get her to meet inspirational women, I try and I took her to watch women's football. Uh, it's one and a half thousand people basically, and, and we met the whole team afterwards, which I, I wasn't even I didn't know where you could do that. Right. So then she basically met all of the players. She met the manager. She was so inspired by meeting the manager. She then spoke talked talked about it for literally the whole week afterwards. I think that's really important what you've done there. It's actually promoting uh, uh, women in industry and also, you know, there's good role models out there, you know. Uh, well, the, those that are probably listening to podcasts can't actually see that two of them are behind the camera now. <laughs> you know, we're in a room full of actually industry-leading yeah. women. So, so so I try to do that with my daughter. So then, yeah, we're, now we're doing that more often. We're, we're doing, we're like, watching the football. Just having that time of an hour and a half just to watch the football and enjoy the football and switch off. Um, but other than that, just like I watch a bit of tell, like I probably watch one thing on Netflix a day. Like I finish work and then I watch telly and then that's what it. What is it? What's your show? Uh, do you know what? We just go through. I fall asleep so quickly. Like I've I've fallen asleep in, in in intros to films because because I'm so done by the end of the day right. that I that that this is I have a switch down time and that's it and it's kind of and either I watch the whole forty minutes or I. Yeah, so we try to find things that are short and that I can either, if I, if I miss half of it, I can then start again the next day. Right. We tried watching Mr. Robot and I just fell asleep within five minutes of each. So then we were basically watching five minutes a day of the first episode. So we only take you forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we've just started watching Grey's Anatomy because, because, there's, because there's 15 series and 25 episodes a series and that's, that's then a whole chunk of the I'm next. A I'm a... Uh, qualified surgeon now because of watching Grey's Up. Yeah, exactly. Like every operation, yeah. no to man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we like those sort of things. They last long, and you can just you can watch one a day, and yeah, we just or drink simple things like we'll drink a bottle of wine and just a nice bottle of wine, and, and that's and that's that's a nice time. You know, me and me and, me and Shelley will just yeah. You're not smashing a bottle at night though, like no, on a webinar, no, are you? No, just just just. <laughs> I tried to. Uh, I, like, I always think with alcohol, you level up your alcohol then you, and drink better. Yeah. Then you drink less of it because you're thinking, right, it's expensive and you, therefore you're not smashing it because you're, you know, it's, it's nicer, it tastes nice. Nicer alcohol tastes nicer. Yeah. And therefore you, you take more time over it and you, you don't get as drunk because, you, because you've only had three or a couple instead of, instead of big glugs of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Before, before we come back to Shanghai, I've just got one more question about running. Yes, uh, running. Because I'm all about the well-being. What has taking up running done for your headspace? So quite, you, you mentioned that quite quickly, uh, not quite quickly, quite recently you've got into running. Have you noticed there's a bit of a change in the way that you approach things? Oh no, 100%. Like, like being healthy is, I, I, I'm, I, I'm up earlier, I'm working, I can go harder and longer because I'm, because I'm healthier and fitter. Uh, 
I like that I have that plan into my day that I'll go out and I'll, it clears your head. And also I'll come back and I'll go, right, I need to do this, 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 and this. And I've thought about th 10 other things that possibly could, could work during my, and I'll come back, literally I'll walk through the door, stretching them, speaking into a phone, trying to, trying to remember all the things I've just thought about on the run because, or I, like, I, I'm really into Alexa now. So I, I come in and I tell Alexa, remind me this in 10 minutes because, I, because I'm gonna forget it, you know? Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Right then, now onto the crux of what I want to talk to me. Shanghai, I am fascinated about what firstly led you to create this iconic label, and secondly, <laughs> where did the name come from? Do you know what? I, I came up with the idea of the, I, like, I came up with the, I worked at the, the name of the party 12 months before, before I even thought it was gonna be a label. I basically wanted to do this party where I, where I Shanghai people, and I, and, I, and I put them in a space where they, where I blindfolded them all. I got them all to meet at one place, blindfolded them all, then walked them one hand, like, like we tied them all together and we walked them into, the, into a space and then, and then took all the blindfolds off and there was an amazing DJ playing. And they were then shanghaied in that space. They couldn't leave, they could basically only stay until we walked them back to wherever they were gonna go to. Or we put them on a bus and we took them somewhere and we then kind of scared the shit out of me. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then, so then we were just going to Shanghai these people because then I looked at what, what that meant, what the word, what the word came from. And it's obviously old sailing and and basically when you Shanghai someone, you were taking them by their will, by under the drink and alcohol, drugs and alcohol. And then it started working even more. Like, like I have not, I've still not done this yet because I still don't think the brand's big enough to do it. But I'd, yes, I'd like to. I, what I'd like to do down the line is. Get a party that's you tell you basically invite those people to this party, and then we Shanghai a headliner from another party, and they come to our party afterwards. Ah. And then so we reverse it a little bit. We Shanghai the D, and then basically we start to create this viral content that we've Shanghai this whoever, and they then come to our party and play. So the DJ doesn't know that they're playing at your party. No, the they don't. But, don't but the, the, the guests know that there's going to be a headliner. Yep. The DJ doesn't know. Obviously, management know because yeah. we've had the deal with management and booking agents and blah blah blah, blah all that bullshit. But uh, then we come up to the, we get these big heavies and we're like, right, you come like, and I'll come up and I'll be me and I'll be like, right, you're coming with us and they'll go what? And then we'll blindfold them and they'll, and they'll be their social team will know so that they can start making social content for them that they've been Shanghai and it's kind of uh -huh. uh, that, that. So it's, there's people that are in the loop, but. I've got to be careful putting this podcast out now. No, no, it's fine. Because sure? it probably won't happen. Here's, here's a, a it probably, twist on it's there. What, I need to get the label to a certain point before it even hats there. So then, so then I came up with the name and they came up with the, and I, I, like, I like designing brands. I, I, like, I like designing logos and I like colors and I like artwork and I like, so I started doing that. And then like 12 months later, um, Mike said, I met, me and Mike were talking, uh, Waxwork were talking that, we should run this label. And I was like, well, I've got, a, I've got an idea for a name and I've got an idea, should we call it this? And he was like, that's a perfect name for a label, it's great. And bef but even before he, I basically started building a SoundCloud like in the background using DT. Cause I do that, with, oh, I do a lot. I kind of have got four or five going at the moment where I'm building numbers on them with, that no one really knows about, but just using some of the tools and tricks that I've got. Mm -hmm. uh, so I had like seven and a half thousand followers on this on this on this 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 SoundCloud that didn't have a name. It was just I've got a SoundCloud and I've got a brand. Well, maybe we can turn that into a label. And then we started planning releases and who we wanted to work with and music and uh, how we were going to release. And I really uh, I really like we we built we've been we've had a spot like we've been driving Spotify right from the start. Like we'll release a free download, but we'll put it on Spotify at the same time. Um, just so that we can then have that market, basically. Yeah. 
There, there was one thing that was going through my mind while you were talking about your event. No phones. No, exactly. Get rid of everybody's phones and you own the social content. Yeah, exactly. I like that. I like that idea is that yeah, everybody puts just, it in a box and they're present at your venue. Yeah, so, so all of those nice things, but it just, to be able to do that, you need to get, either you have to have be really, really good friends with a, a certain DJ, but still to get the people to come to a party where they don't know what who the headline's gonna be, and then you have to have a strong brand to be able to do that so that you there they know that you've got a strong residence and they're coming to a strong way and then all of a sudden this headliner appears that you've you've kind of shanghaied him and taken him through the club and oh look here's so and so he's going to play for us now i can't believe you don't think you're big enough to pull that off no it's not it's not i know i know where I, the, one of the things that i is realize where your place is realize how your size is at the, at the, at the at where you are because then you, then you know where you're going um like I'm very conscious of where we are, and I like I, I know where I want it to be, but I, I know, and I know where I had to get there. I just you need, you need to know where where you are at the moment, because yeah. then you can only sign. You can sign certain artists won't sign you because you're not up here. Right. So then you might as well wait and get to there. Then you speak to them. Well, one thing I've noticed about Shanghai is you only release one track at a time. It seems that you only put one track out, not EPs. Is there, is there a reason for that? Yeah, just we, we want to push, we want to put all of the weight on one thing. So then, so then the numbers are huge for that one thing. Uh, because we, if you're starting to push three, then it's like, there's always one track that's not that strong, that's not, not as much as you, why don't you just find one track you really, really like and put all your weight behind it? Right, okay, yeah, that's a good concept. Um, because, not everyone's gonna like it, but then, if you if you if you're putting enough weight behind it, then then that you're you're opening a bigger marketplace. We've we have switched now recently. We are doing EPs now, but because we were just we're, again we're testing testing the water with like testing there. And how did that model work for you? Just putting the one track out. Was yeah, it really good. good. Yeah, really good. Yeah, really good. Uh, I really like that model, and I really because I do think like you listen to an EP and you think, oh, I like that one, I like that one, but I don't like the other one. But then I suppose other people might not the one that you don't like, you know. So it's yeah. it's it's up and down. But I just I just we it was just we try because we're new. It's only the label's only been going two years in January, so we're just testing everything at the moment, testing what we like, what works, what doesn't work. We're still in kind of a learning phase with the, with everything with the label, um, finding, building networks, building resource lists that we can hit people with what we want to do, you know. Well, we are going to hit fifty releases in in the next January, but. Still, it's still learning. We've only just started, like, literally the last two releases, we've only just gone on to Beatport. We really everything through TrackSource because they they really work with new labels and they really they really give you, like for us, they give us so much exposure, so much so much coverage and so much extra exposure. Mm. Probably, like, I know it is because we obviously brought data transmission to the table with the label. Uh, it wasn't just, you're bringing a new label. We obviously had these other parts to it. We were the radio station. Um, I really trying to, I really want to build a, for our radio stations, I really want to be able to give them exclusive stuff before and build 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 our own promo ability to our own radio stations because we have now got 130 and we are now trying to push. We're going to push that up even more in the new year. Like we're going to have, we'll probably double that in the new year. So it's so because we've got so much space with the radio. So refreshing that you're using the word learning and. Uh, my, my whole podcast uh, series is predicated by the fact that I'm on a learning journey. So, you know, it's Breaking Through Olen, which is my DJ uh, uh, name. And it's all about my journey from bedroom DJ to international DJ. And yep. it's all about my journey. So 
What, what I'm keen to understand is that I have a nine to five job you know, that pays the bills and is able to support my pursuit of DJing. So yep. what tips perhaps could you share with regards to how I would balance a day job against my DJ producing? Uh, so, do you know what I use? I use Google, I use Google Calendar loads and literally block in where your day job is. Block in where your day job is, block in where your sleeping time is, block in where your family time is, because you've got kids, right? Mm -hmm. So block in family time. They're gonna go to bed at a certain time. I hope. Yeah, my, my, my daughter still goes to bed early, so there's a whole load of time after. All right. Um, and, then, and, then you, and then once you block all that in, you can see what's left of your week. You can see where you've got space. Right, okay. You can see, you can see that if, you, if, you're, if, you're, if you're sleeping until seven, can you sleep till five, and then you've got two hours there? And then what can you do in those two hours? That's quite clever. I mean, that is planning, yeah, and making sure you could spread, you know, what you want to achieve across the day. And then, uh, and then, and then, and then, once you start blocking in those two, then you've got all that space because you'll see. You can once you start seeing it visually, you'll see where you've got space across your whole week and where you where you need to, you know, spend time with your your misses and where time you know where you where you should be, be present in other things. Yeah. But there will definitely be a load of space in your week that you can then fill up with with your DJ uh, or your or your you know editing your podcast and do it all in one block so edit four or five podcasts in one in one two hour slot because then you're in you're in an editing headspace and you're in, an, in you're in editing you're not trying to edit and do something else and write text and because when you're writing text you're in a different headspace yeah so instead of freestyling you've actually predetermined what you're doing in your day yeah as much as as much as i humanly possibly can obviously things are going to come in festivals are going to announce and you know they're going to come and go right we've all got a load of money we want to spend with you and you need to announce in 10 minutes that's going to change things that's fine but i because i have different things label stuff radio stuff data, data transmission stuff like the sales sales that's a whole different headspace hmm. are you you you're speaking to different people so work in that work in that one space and then hit it as hard as possible and then come back to it in another space, in another time. Well, one of the fundamental areas of my journey is about building a good social presence and also the importance of networking, not just with people that will uh, influence me on my journey, but just general people that I can, you know, you have that osmosis of information, just everyday people. How much, you know, if you're gonna put this into a ra uh, ratio, how important is, your social presence over you actually pursuing the DJing part. I mean, is it is there a fifty fifty split or is uh, I you've got to do you've got to do all of you've got to be you've got to hit social as hard you've got to do social and also physical networking more than more than the much more than the music spend the music make the music spend a load of time making the music spend a, a big chunk of time making a load of music and then and then. Put your social, get, get, go, go social, go actual physical networking. Like some of the stuff I tell my DJs to do, right? They want to be on so and so's level, right? Where are you going to meet that person? Which place? Are you, where are you going to meet that actual person and have an actual conversation with them? And not just a, mm, I mean, an actual, oh, I like that, you know, have things that you know that you can talk to them about. Okay. You know, when you, I've seen, you see it so many times when they see when someone, someone sees a DJ and they just go because mm, mm, they're a bit starstruck because they're not really thought about what they're going to do. If you if you want to if you want to network with a person, then you know what what um, if you f follow them on social media, it's easy. Where have they just been? How was that flight? You know, yeah, a little bit. You do a little bit stalkery, but 
it gives you stuff to talk about straight away, which means then you're into a conversation. Oh, I've seen you just had a kid. How is that? You've got kids. Yeah. That's, a, that's a really easy one for networking, especially talking about children. Oh, yeah, how's your kids? Oh, I've got two. It's, that starts a whole easy, much, much easier networking. I've networked much more at a higher level because I could my because I got away talk about my family. So you're using a hook outside of music to yeah, to keep that going. All the so time. you look for that different angle. Because you, because they they're just they're just people. They're just they're just people and they have their own things and they have their own lives and you know, say you, you they've just flown in from Australia. How was that? You know, you're talking you've been on a if you've been on a long haul flight, they're horrible. How was it? Well, it was alright and then you start a conversation about something else. Or the other option is if you're really into that DJ or really into that person, then and you're really into production and you know they are, then why don't you ask them how you, they did certain things? Because they're, again, they're geeks at the end of the day yeah. and they'll probably buzz off you wanting to know how, how to do certain things and probably tell you how to do things. And then you start this whole other conversation about being in production. So it's kind of work out what sort of person they are. Just uh, if there's anybody listening that just happens to not be involved with data transmission, I think there's maybe three or four people left in the UK. <laughs> how would somebody like that gain the interest of DT? I mean, what, what could they be doing that is unique that you'd, you'd be interested in them? Do you know, uh, I just, I just like, I want to just, just email me, just message me, just talk to me. Because the more, the more people I talk to, they're more likely to get content. If it comes from promos app, forget about it, it just goes into an email and I never read it. If it comes from, if I've spoke to you, if you've messaged me on one of the million messaging platforms, and not just spam me with a link, Jesus, I hate that. Uh, just hi, how, you know, literally just start talking. If their hook was outside of music, would that gain your interest? No, yeah, maybe, maybe it depends on what sort of a day you're having, but yeah, maybe. But I honestly, I just, just start like, just start talking to them because the thing, what I what I've, I've thought about this loads of recently is when you when you when you met your actual friends, how did that happen? You just start. You didn't just start being friends with them. It's so much easier when you're a kid, though. You, you, know, go, you Do just, you want to be my friend? You just, you just, you just sort, of, you just sort of hung out, didn't you? You just, sort of, you did just hung, hang out. You hung out and you become friends with people. Even your older friends, you didn't, you didn't just go. Here's my link. You, you, you hung out with them a little bit, and and then you become friends with them. And you could, then you gave them. You, then you start talking about stuff. So keep it simple. Just if you're, if I'm out and about and come and chat, you know, I'm, I love chatting. It's great. So far, what's been the highlight of your career? Uh, I don't know. Do you know what? I don't know. My, 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 my business career, def probably, probably, oh, fuck's sake. Anyway, don't worry. We'll carry on this. Uh, probably getting data transmissions to 10 years old because there were some dark years and I didn't think it was going to make it to that. I got to DJ Space once, which is really, really cool. Um... I don't know, just, I don't really, I don't, yeah. There's like meeting people, but that's not really, yeah, I don't know, probably getting, probably, probably getting DT to 10, 10 years old because there was some really, really dark years and I did, definitely didn't think it would make it. Okay, a bit, bit of a different tack here. In your opinion, what areas of music are lacking representation at the moment? So thinking about the whole dance genre, is there any way where you think, well, actually we could do with more music in that area? Uh, no, I don't know, no, I just, I listen to so much music now, it's not even, I think that maybe less music would be better because there's, I, I get so many emails now, it's ridiculous. And then there's no way I'm gonna get through all of them. Right. I think, 
No, I don't, no, I don't, no. We've talked about uh, Shanghai uh, kidnapping or whatever. Whichever way you're gonna <laughs> you sort of bundle this up and it's gonna be really fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. But what else can we expect from, uh, from you in the next two to five years? I'm slightly worried that, you know, about the kidnapping bit, but we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> no, just, yeah, that's, that's going to be, especially when you've got on a boat, that's going to be really fun. No, uh, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to carry on, continue doing what I love, and I'm going to try and educate more people. I've started doing it this year lots. Uh, if you've not seen on my Instagram, my Facebook, YouTube, I really, I'm just trying to help as many people as possible. Um, I'm trying to help DJs get further, basically. I'll give I'll give them all the experience. Does that give you a sense of well-being? Just helping. Yeah, it's other really people. nice. Yeah, it's really fun. I really find you get really get nice, really, really nice messages, and which is always nice. But it's really I just think you've got all this knowledge. You might as well give it to them and see what they can do with it. Because I feel when I when I was do, when I was building data transmission, no one there was no one really helping me. No one's really ever helped me with it. I just I've worked everything out myself. Um, that's leading me nicely into a bit of a question about the I do music ha- I industry. do have people I do have people that help me now, uh, and I've got a good I've got a really good team with, with team of us now, but right you know in one to maybe nine it was just just me driving it forward and that's when the mistakes came. But then I've learned from those mistakes. So it's, what would you I've learned that I'm really shit at doing doing finances. Oh yeah, so utterly terrible, Shelley. That's good. Well done, Shelley. <laughs> I'm I'm absolutely awful at it, and. To, that was nearly one of the dark points. But, but that's good because you know what you're good at and you focus on what you're good at. Yeah, you definitely a, have to. And then you get help. Bring the people in to help you do it. Exactly. Uh, what, what's one thing that you'd like to change in the music industry and why? Uh, I'm, really not, I'm really not keen on extortionating fees. I'm really not... The whole booking agent thing is just utterly vile I think that they're the only people that make make money out of any 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 situation uh, whether it's good or bad um, and I think that definitely needs resolving because they're they're screwing up the whole industry I think they're trying to overinflate DJs and overinflate prices which then makes festivals spend more money which then which then makes festivals have less money for marketing and which means then the blogs and the websites suffer the the PRs suffer because they've not got the resources to promote the festivals the numbers then go down uh, so then the festivals go out of go out of business because they've had to pay too many, too many fees and essentially that's the whole problem lays with booking agents inflating fees I've got a question here that I'm going to talk about a restaurant in <laughs> London and I'm, I'm hoping that uh, moving on so quickly uh, yeah. there, there's a, a table uh, hypothetically booked for you at the Ivory in London and when I was writing this question I was thinking I hope he knows what the bloody Ivory is yeah I do be, right I do. cool so uh, you have a table at the Ivy reserved for you and three guests cool. who are they and why are they there uh my three guests are Shelley, my missus, uh, Phil, my best friend, and either his missus, if they're available, and or otherwise, Michael, my other best friend, and his missus. And I'll just, just, just go with your mates. That is, that is not the answer I was expecting, but it's absolutely the right answer. Because these are the people that support you. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. So, what? That's... That's a really nice positive message about looking after people that look after you. Yeah, why not? You'd have a much better time because they're your mates. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. 
Oh, all right, so this table now is about 10 people. Oh, we're having a bit a bit of a banquet almost. Is there any music that you can listen to outside of dance music that gives you goosebumps? Is there a song? Because we talked about earlier about it's not the song, but it's what the song reminds you of. Because, yeah. you know, that essentially for me, music always reminds me of something else. You know, it's either the first time you heard that song or an event or, so, you know, something in relation to it. Is there a song that you hear? listen to that you've probably not heard for a while you get the you get yeah, the hairs do you know, do you know i like i really like pulp and i really like there's second the first out there's first out and the second album i really like most of the pop tracks i really love lcd sound system um there's a track called all my friends which is incredible um probably that but yeah i like I like lots of music. Like if you look at my that Spotify thing happened the other day where your your the, the music you've been listening to the most. And what was my number one? It was a. Uh, I have a tiger was one of them because from running. Cause yeah, I have, so I running have, music that is. I, I, um, Point of Sisters. Point of Sisters. I, I love disco. Um, fuck, what's that track? I'm holding out for here. Oh, that, um, Bonnie Tyler. Bonnie Tyler. Wow. All, all over that for running. Oh, did you know what? I'd love to explore this. All it's your online. guilty pleasures. It's, it's online. There's, so go, all your go, guilty pleasures go on, go online. Go on Spotify, on my forward slash Graham Farmer, there's my running playlist. And it's just every cliche running track known to man. Nice. And, uh, 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 and do you know, because when you're, when, you're, when, you're, when, you're, when you're heavier, uh, you, I just run slow, I have a slower music. <laughs> so, so Graham, Thanks for a great interview. It's been absolutely amazing talking right. to you and vibing off your immense drive. Now, anyone listening and they want to get hold of you, you've subtly mentioned you know, a, v- a variety of platforms. How do they get in touch with you to talk about, first of all, DT, secondly, Shanghai, thirdly, kidnapping, and fourth, running? <laughs> so so DT, DT is just my, my email, and, D, and that's on Data Transmissions website. Uh, or Facebook, Instagram, at Graham Farmer. Um, or LinkedIn now, I'm really into LinkedIn. Um, yeah, those, those are the main ones, those platforms. So you are across a multitude of platforms. I'm on everything. Awesome. At all times, on me, uh, if it's business, email. Yeah. If it's, if it's to chat, then a messaging platform. Brilliant, thank you very much. No worries, dude. You can follow Olam on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and listen on SoundCloud, Mixcloud, and iTunes. Tune in for more mixes, playlists, podcasts, and this eagerly awaited track.